one and all, and thank you for tuning in to the Infinite Journey Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and joining me today on the show is Mr. Giulio Consiglio, author of the book, The Healing Frequency. Unfortunately, when I record on Skype and talk with a guest, it somehow cuts off a part of the introduction in the actual show, so I hope you don't mind me doing a pre-introduction. But with that being said, let's get into the show. This is a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and today on the show, we are going to be talking about the healing frequency. What is it? How it affects our lives, and how it can help us as I always talk about on this show, rising in thought, rising in consciousness, getting above the fear, the chaos, the division, and the hatred. And joining me today very graciously is Mr. Giulio Consiglio, which is the author of The Healing Frequency book. Giulio, thank you for being on the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Paul, thank you um, for inviting me uh, to the Infinite Journey podcast, and I appreciate uh, being here. So tell the folks uh, a little about yourself. I know you're the author of The the, uh, the Healing Frequency, but uh, tell the folks what you would like them to know about uh, Julio and, you know, uh, why, you're sure. the guy, why you're the guy to do the job today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my my uh, spiritual journey uh, began at the age of 19. Um, I, I read a book or two on spirituality. One of them was, uh, I believe, Transforming Your Dragons by Jose Luis Stevens. But the one thing that was missing at that point, and what I describe now, is, is, is a desire or a white-hot desire to transform. Um, 19 to, to about the age of 33 is where uh, I experienced uh, years of tremendous anxiety, and despite that anxiety, I never let it stop me uh, from doing what what I wanted to do. You know, I did the typical thing. I got educated. I actually went to school in the states. I'm from Canada. Um, I got married, uh, only to have that crumble 15 months later. I had an older brother who passed away with cancer. Uh, um, which had a great impact on my life. And shortly after that marriage had crumbled, uh, in the following year, I myself had a cancer diagnosis. Now, you would think that would have been enough to create or cause a shift in me. Uh, it wasn't. It was uh, about a year later, in the fall of 2005, where I had an experience with a night terror. And uh, that is when I describe I hit my lowest point. And I literally uh, called out, cried out for another way. And uh, shortly after, I experienced what I described as an inner shift. I then went on to write uh, my first book, Challenge Your Thoughts. And shortly after, I started doing uh, speaking engagements. And then a couple of years later, I wrote The Healing Frequency. And most recently, um, I just had published with Llewellyn Worldwide, uh, Open Your Third Eye, uh, Activate Your Sixth chakra and developer psychic abilities which will come out in june 2020 awesome uh, i i have to admit I, i've had your your book the healing frequency on the the back burner for like 
a while now. So <laughs> I, I think I, I think I got it when it, it first came out, but I, I'm, I'm an, an avid reader and I always have like so many books in chronological order that I must read. And uh, you're, you're coming up in, in a couple, but uh, you know, I, I know enough about the healing frequency that I think it's very interesting. Uh, so tell, tell some folks uh, what it is. Is it something in us? Is it something outside of ourselves? Is it both? What is it and how do people utilize it in their lives and what is the benefit of doing so? Quite, quite simply, the healing frequency is a vibrational frequency. Um, some describe it as inner stillness. So it's that state of mind where there is no thought. And although there is no thought, there is an intelligence, an infinite intelligence or presence that one awakens to. Some describe this also as 5D consciousness. Uh, but the healing frequency, in essence, is a vibrational frequency that is present within all of us. I can't give it to you. I can't give it to anyone. It's within all of us. It is that inner being, that silent witness um, that is non or never suffering. So it is our innermost being. Um, when we react, when we uh, react to the outside world, that is the conditioned or the egoic mind doing that. And we experience suffering. But there's that part of us, the authentic part of us, the true self, the, the highest self, um, that does not suffer. And uh, it is actually, it's a state of mind. You're operating, um, uh, the word is, uh, that comes to mind is you're beyond faith, beyond knowing. You're simply in that space of nothingness. And in becoming nothing, you realize your oneness with everything. So in terms of healing and what it can do for our lives is um, inner peace is reflected from this vibrational frequency. And this inner peace is not attached to anything in the outside world. It is simply uh, the beingness of being one with your highest self. Um, the potential in the healing frequency or the potential in inner stillness or this, this state of mind that is actually it's actually no state in essence here it's 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 a moment by moment of of living through oneness but the potential is um incredible clarity and understanding um the power of forgiveness is realized uh, miracles happen at this at this uh, uh level of awareness i experienced for example uh, shortly after about six or eight months after my cancer diagnosis and having gone through treatment, I actually experienced a vision of healing myself sitting in a wheelchair and experiencing a crumbling wall um, with the word ego written across it, demonstrating uh, uh, transcending or going beyond the, the thinking mind. So the potential in it uh, is, is almost beyond words because it's a formless state. So it is... Um, Something, though, that one can become aware through meditation, through awareness of the now, where we've been conditioned to either be in the past or the future, somewhere between that. So it is going beyond our, the conditioning of this world and realizing the truth. And when I, when, I, when I say the word truth, what I mean is who we are beyond physical form, beyond thoughts, beyond emotions. 
Yeah, that that is awesome, you know, because that is something that, you know, I I talk about uh, on this show quite often as well. Is I don't know if you've ever read the Urantia book. It doesn't sound. It's not ringing a bell. Who who wrote it? You know. This is a book that was uh, developed. It was printed in 1955, and uh, it, it is said that there was. Uh, a psychologist by the name of William Sadler. And, uh, you know, I won't get into the the whole big uh, story here, but uh, it's said that this was a book that was given by celestial beings as a fifth, you know, epical revelation to humanity, uh, giving us the story of, you know, uh, the cosmos, humanity, our spirituality, God, angels. Very interesting. It usually has uh, a very strong impact on people when they start reading it and they say, oh my God, this is what I've always believed and knew, but never heard anybody talk about, or maybe I myself was afraid to say it to my peers, you know, my pastor, my priest, my friends, my family. Uh, Very interesting book. I I would definitely uh, say, you know, check it out and see if it has that uh, resonating with you. It's it's U-R-A-N-T-I-A, the Arantia book. And it, uh, it, alleged, it allegedly has uh, no human author, no human uh, workings or ego in it. It's not a book like the Bible or any other writings that says this is what you must believe. It, it really uh, speaks about uh, God being an, the individual experience for each and every one of us. And it's different for each and every one of us. And so creating a, oh, go ahead. Oh, I actually wrote down the name. You said William Sadler because the book sounds incredibly intriguing. Yeah, his name isn't on it. He's just uh, the guy that ran across someone who was in trance one day and these messages started coming through. And then there were apparently uh, manifestations and, you know, this whole manuscript was given and, uh, you know, they published it. No one got any uh, copyright uh you know, uh, money for it, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? No one made any money on it. <laughs> it, it was just supposed to be f- for the people, you know, to uh, learn more of the truth and and walk more in love and divine truth and experiencing God for themselves. But in that book, uh, which is really awesome when you're talking about the healing frequency, it talks about uh, this fragment of God that's in each and every one of us. Uh, and the book said it is called the divine thought adjuster. So it's that fragment of the divine. That's the still small voice within that just gently always tries to guide us in the right direction in our actions and our thinking and our spiritual growth. And that actually the way we, we can tune more into that is just sit and listen and commune, empty ourselves. And that's something that, uh, that I do every day. And, and like you said, uh, doing that, the things that come to you, the, the little words, the impressions, the, the images, it, it is very healing. It's, it's very conducive to spiritual growth and seeing the world in such a different way than you've seen it before. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, you're almost kind of talking about the same thing because as the Arantia book says, experiencing 
that divine uh, fragment within yourself experiencing the the presence of God is different to each and every one of us. But yet you're explaining the same thing that many people, including in the Arantia book, have talked about for centuries. So I, I think that's awesome. And I, I would hope people uh, would kind of like uh, grab a hold of that right out of the box and say, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe I do want to get my ego out of the way. Maybe I do want to sit in the silence. Maybe uh, it's one of the things I do sometimes is ask a question. You know, what do you want me to know? What should I do about this particular situation? Or how should I view this group of circumstances, even something that's happening on the world stage? And then just go into that quiet and just listen. And it's always amazing what I come back with. So, yeah, that's um, that is really awesome that, uh, you know, that, that you're writing about that and talking about that. But let's uh, let's talk a minute about how uh, from the healing frequency that could be. I, I, I would say emotionally and psychologically healing for people because we're we're so. We're so trapped right now. I mean, I'm, I'm very big on talking about physical healing, you know, because I think there is a method of healing, you know, uh, out there, you know, spiritual healing that is far beyond, you know, our uh, current uh, medicine that we have in this world. It can heal uh, conditions that our modern medicine cannot. You know, we, we hear about these things every day. But I think right now it's it's that mental, emotional healing that, that people need because I think folks are lost. There, there's so much hatred. There's so much division. It's very hard. And I just wrote something about this on social media this morning. It's very hard to speak to somebody that they don't take it and twist it into something either political or something that they find offensive. Oh, you're offending me. Uh, you know, with your words, you know, what you're, what you're actually saying is this. And they, you know, everybody has such a, you know, strange way of hearing and computing the words of others. So how can the healing frequency uh, and what steps should people take to start healing themselves of this, uh, you know, getting the mind out of the box, uh, which I talked about on my, my little thing on social media, because, we we are trapped we are confined in all these cultural biases and and prejudices and it's not helping us you know people think this is the answer this is enlightenment this is what's going to help us and save the nation save the world and uh i don't see that happening not the route we're taking so speak on that uh, a little bit if if you will uh, absolutely um I'll just briefly touch upon in this in this frequency or in this awareness, there is nothing uh, that I have found that cannot be healed or transcended. Um, just as as a, as a short example, in the 14 years that I suffered from intense anxiety, I was actually I tried the conventional route, and I was actually told I'd be sitting up in my coffin having panic attacks at 24. Uh, but what that did for me is stoke a fire. One way or another, I was going to find a way. 
And when I did experience that inner shift, I dropped, I dropped that those years of conditioning, fear, and anxiety in a moment, in the twinkling, literally of an eye, that third eye. Uh, so, the way what we're witnessing right now in the collective is uh, the monster that the ego has become. But uh, just as uh, someone personally can go through adversities and, and, and a turbulent awakening process, this is what we're seeing on the collective. So the one thing uh, to begin to address this is to realize that most of our responses, they're actually reactions, are conditioned. So it's very easy to read something, for example, on social media and then suddenly be triggered. But that trigger is egoic in nature. And when I say that is, it's something outside of us that is setting off a reaction. Now, the, the, the deepest part of you, that inner self, that stillness, there is no reaction. It just observes. So in, in getting into meditation, in, in practicing quieting the mind by becoming aware of the eternal moment of now, getting out of the past and future, are the beginning, the stepping stones to realizing uh, higher dimensions of consciousness. And there's so much going on in the world right now that if we allow ourselves to get caught up in it so much, we end up losing our vitality. And we end up reacting to almost everything. And what that does is it robs us of our peace, of our joy. If your focus is strictly on the outside world, there is no certainty there. There, there At the moment, there certainly doesn't seem to be any peace there. So all of it is a reminder to take a step back, become aware of this moment, the eternal moment of now. And if, if someone has never attempted or tried meditating, I would suggest, you know, just taking five minutes and detaching yourself from everything that's going on and just try to quiet yourself. And when I say that is just let go uh, of what is holding on to you, because you can be certain what you are attached to has attached itself to you. So any sort of anger, fear, you know, the reactions to it is what feeds the egoic mind. The way to begin to dismantle this automatic negative thinker, and I should mention this, there's nothing wrong with the ego. There's nothing wrong because without that contrast, without that uh, um, darkness, I'll describe it as a, a third dimensional consciousness, without that, we would not seek to know our true selves or we would not seek another way we wouldn't have that contrast. So there's nothing wrong with it. The problem arises when it starts dictating our lives, our emotions, and then starts spilling over into our relationships and health, which it did in my life. That's when we, we experience issues and problems. So taking a step back, even starting with five minutes and just letting go, turning everything off and trying to get reacquainted with that innermost being. It's a lot easier than one would think. Um, it's just a matter of intention and, uh, to be honest, it's a surrendered state. So there's no resistance. So uh, for example, in, in, in this awareness, if a negative thought arises, I observe it and then there's no reaction to it. And 
the funny thing is, before enlightenment, the ego is a source of suffering. After enlightenment, it's simply a source of contrast. It's it's a gift. You just see it. Oh, okay, that's from the past, or that's trying to project into the future. It's observed and it's dropped. It's let go. So you can get to the point. It's absolutely possible where an automatic negative thought comes and you are so still within you, it actually dissolves. It doesn't even have the opportunity to become an emotion. You know, it's it's funny when you say let go. Uh, when I started meditating years ago, and I I didn't really have any uh, teachers to you know tell me how to do it. And I had this, uh, you know, idea. I close my eyes and I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to let go and just surrender. How, how do I, how do I do that? And uh, this vision just came into my mind as I saw myself sitting in like the seat of a roller coaster or a carnival ride. You know, I'm, I'm sure everybody's ridden on a roller coaster or. Uh, some one of those rides at the fair or a carnival you sit in the little seat or the car the bar comes down and locks you in so you don't fall out or get thrown and I just saw myself sitting in like this roller coaster car with the bar I'm locked in and I'm holding on to it and immediately it was like I, I just kind of recognized okay this is where my thoughts are sitting this bar is what I'm holding on to all well, the the fears and the, the turmoil or whatever else is going on, the ego. And I just visualized myself like opening my hands, releasing that bar and my body becoming transparent and just rising up out of that roller coaster car and going up into the, the blankness, the stillness. So maybe that's a, a little imagery that might help some people when they say, well, how do I let go? Uh, sometimes you need uh, some imagery uh, to do that. And I feel that this was actually just kind of given to me, you know, wherever it came from, you know, the universe, God said, hey, uh, here's something that might help you uh, release, let go, get out of all of that. And uh, it's, it's it was very helpful uh, for me. And, and I think people should, and it's a, a great uh, suggestion, start out when people hear meditation. They think it's 20, 30 minutes, an hour, you know, sitting there, you know, being silent. Uh, start out three minutes, five minutes, set a, set a timer, you know, and people don't understand when thoughts come into your mind during meditation, and they will. You know, you acknowledge them, but you just brush them away. You don't sit there and go, oh, man, I'm supposed to be meditating, and here I am suddenly thinking about feeding the cat, you know. You don't get frustrated with yourself. Just see the thought let it pass, go back into the stillness, you know, and eventually uh, those things will start coming to you. You know, as you said, the wall falling down that has the word ego uh, written on it, you know, just all these little symbols, words, pictures that uh, really just take your mind and your thinking in such a different direction you know, you'll always come out of those sessions, even if it's 10 minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes, if you have the time, you know, you'll always come out of it, you know, seeing things much differently than you did before. And it, and it can be a little bit of a challenge. I'm, I'm sure you'll uh, agree. You, you'll come out of those moments and you feel stronger and you have a higher outlook, but it's very easy to slip back into the old ways and start getting 
afraid or anxious or nervous or angry, you know, you have to stop yourself and refer back to that time of meditation, that time in the silence and say, okay, remember what I learned. Remember how I'm supposed to act to this. You know, the, the old paradigm is falling away. You know, I'm not getting angry anymore. I'm not getting uh, as filled uh, with hate as I used to. And, and sometimes uh, those changes can be very immediate where it doesn't take much effort at all to bring yourself back to center. Uh, but sometimes it is certainly uh, a struggle. You know, you have to, uh, you might go a few weeks or, or a month or so, you know, kind of uh, getting that new perspective in place where you're not falling into the same old reactions that, that you used to. So let's, um, you know, I, I think that's a good thing to kind of talk about because when, when you talk about meditation, uh, going into the silence, listening to the divine spark within, you know, the, the guidance that comes from within ourselves, uh, a lot of people always ask how, I don't know how, uh, what tips would you give people to make it easy? Because I know uh, one of the things when I got into meditation, I read books, I got um, different audio books or guided meditations. And I always came away feeling uh, kind of frustrated and annoyed because I was like, geez, you know, it's like mental gymnastics. You know, I don't feel like it should be this way. <laughs> you know, it's it's so <laughs> overcomplicated. And uh, I think that's what throws people because uh, I think there's some spiritual teachers out there who think sounding overly complex makes it sound deep, like, wow, look at him or her, you know, it's, you're so deep, man, you know, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I think they're, uh, I think things are more simple than they appear. So how would you tell people, you know, the the most simple way to, to get into that state of mind, to enter the silence, let go of all the ego and all the nonsense, get into the healing frequency. Certainly. And you made some incredible points. And there's one thing I want to touch on as well. Uh, there's no complexity to this. Uh, you're just knowing in, in this latest book that I wrote, everything is about awareness. So. You are, if you are aware uh, of the of the present moment, your own awareness is who you're looking for. It's your own awareness that is the solution. So the ego is incredibly complex. It is, I, I like to describe it as the source of fear, but in essence, it's a multi-headed dragon. It comes as doubt, uncertainty, fear, jealousy, the past, the future. All those things to keep your mind filled with uncertainty, doubt, the feeling of separation, being separate from source or God. When the realization is your inner being is that silent witness, which is your awareness, that's what you're looking for. So enlightenment, first thing, is, is, a, is a destructive process. Nothing has to be added to you. No, what you need to do is whether, depending on the amount of pain, emotional pain someone is experiencing, is to surrender and let go 
of the things that are no longer serving you. And that could happen over a couple of months, a couple of years, or it can happen in an instant. So the first thing is to be aware, have the discernment to know when or what an automatic negative thought is. And we've been conditioned to experience these automatic negative thoughts, but because they've been going on for so long, we don't realize the impact it has on our lives because that conditioning has been allowed to layer. So the simple thing, the easiest thing to begin to, uh, to do is, or be, is be aware of the present moment and realize the reality of it. Because the past and future, they always arise and they are mind constructs. If you think of the ocean and the waves on the surface, these waves come and go and they're always changing, they're transient. And that is by design to keep us from realizing the eternal moment of now. If you come to the realization that everything that has happened in the past and everything that will happen in the future will always unfold in the now, that's number one. Number two is to begin to quiet the mind, is to become deeply, presently aware wherever you are. So if you're washing dishes, you're aware that you're only washing dishes. If you're sitting at home reading a book, you realize you're only at home reading a book. And this is also called wakeful uh, meditation. It's literally moment by moment. That's how I live my life. Uh, because anything other than being aware of the moment, or you can use your breaths even, for example. So you let a breath out, that moment is gone come into a new moment that's how you literally recreate yourself in every instant so a large component is realizing the eternal moment of now another one is realizing that these automatic negative thoughts that arise that come and go who is who is the one experiencing them it's you that is the inner being and that realization has tremendous potential and just to touch back also, uh, you had touched upon uh, image, imagery and thoughts. That's very important. Uh, one of the things that happened to me, I went on to experience several mystical events and visions during a month process after my shift. And one was me standing uh, on a field and uh, had a crate without the lid appear in front of me. And suddenly I was placing anything from the past, whether it was fear, resentment, anger. I was placing it in that crate and then I saw a lid appear on the crate and then chains wrapping around it. And then I ended up pushing it off the cliff and literally letting it go. And you can use anything. You can put it on a plane and see that crate let go, uh, you know, see it fly off or imagine a sun and just sending that crate filled with those negative emotions. And it is because what is done in the quantum field that is what is done on earth, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. So what you envision and what you see in your mind, that is what translates then uh, to you in, in this reality. So, so yes, using intention, uh, because what you desire, and I think this is very important for people to understand, is the word desire, the, there's nothing wrong with desire. So if you're experiencing suffering from negative thinking, from being stuck in the past or the future, you have that desire for clarity, you have that desire for another way, you have that desire for peace. The word desire literally means from the Father. So it's important for, for people to realize what you desire for your life is what source or God desires for you. 
And the closer you come in alignment with your inner self, that inner being, the more you will realize you are supported. You are completely supported. And what you desire, so, so what, what one has intentions for, can come to pass and can come to fruition. Some of the key ingredients are that desire for change and then the willingness, the willingness. Because if we, if we hold on to uh, these roadblocks that we experience, so the past, we're too attached to them, those, those are what can become speed bumps you know, to, to, the, to the road to, to awakening and making that shift in, into inner stillness. But uh, it, it's important to know the imagery. You know, it's, it's an important aspect. So that's consciously thinking. And using the mind consciously or setting intentions on what you want for your life. But th that, that's a whole other ball of wax. Now we're getting in, you start getting into law of attraction. But what's more important is realize who you are. Come into that space of stillness, right? And then everything else will be added to you at that point. Because now you're not resisting anything. You're in that state of allowing. Yeah, that, that's awesome because, you know, a lot of the old metaphysicians used to say your deepest dreams and desires are God's dreams for your life. But the uh, the world has a way of, of bleaching that out and say, oh, no, you have to uh, do this to be successful or, you know, have this kind of job. All that other stuff is just a pipe dream. It's fantasy, you know, and I think that's one of the... Uh, the first things that starts pulling us away from our true nature, our divinely given dreams, uh, even our connection with the divine. You know, we start to lose that childhood innocence and uh, sense of magic in life and in the universe, and it becomes just so hardened. You know, we have this very unsatisfying path set before us, uh, that may not be our choice or our first choice. And we just kind of march along saying, you know, you see so many people, is this all there is? You know, I thought there'd be more. Well, I have it all, but I'm not really happy because it's not really what I want, you know. And uh, I think that's that's awesome to, you know, getting in touch with you, with your deepest desires. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, getting back to that childhood, it is innocence getting back to that connection with God where we are filled with our true selves, you know, tr getting true inspiration for our lives, how to, how to handle certain things in our lives, uh, again, comes right back to the beginning, you know, going into that silence and listening, emptying ourselves of all of that, uh, you know, ego and fear and resentment and division that the world has has put within us, especially recently, and it's it's very hard for people to do. And one thing I notice, I speak a lot of being in the world, but not of it. Of course, you live in this world, you you participate in the adventure of living. If there's a problem, you look for solutions. But I think when it comes to spirituality, people get confused because they think either you're suggesting 
that you're living in like a la la land, you know, when, when you're spiritual, when you're connected with uh, divine love, you just accept whatever happens. You know, you're 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 too passive. You don't you don't take a stand. And, you know, that's not necessarily so, you know, you have to. You have to have balance, you know, where you're not letting that affect you on such an emotional or spiritual level, but you're also looking for solutions because we all have to live in this world. I just, you know, said this in a a short podcast I did this morning that was kind of clarifying some thought, a thought for some folks who, who think that it's just being too passive, letting life happen, do nothing. Uh, Or, you know, they, they misunderstand what you're saying and again, make it, uh, make it something that's, uh, political or make it something that's offensive, you know, and maybe uh, what I wanted to throw over to you, kind of a, uh, a new voice of reason. And, you know, you've, uh, you know, you're an intelligent uh, guy. How do you suggest to people, because I think this is importance, uh, you know, of monumental importance. How do, how does people, get in contact with that, you know, inner silence, that inner guidance, but yet participate in living in this world, you know, coming up with the solutions without looking at the solutions of more riots, more uh, more guns in the streets, more militias, more fighting one another, more storming the White House or the you know, the king's castle with uh, swords and guns and torches, you know, how do how do we how do we come to realize, you know, that that we can be in the world and try to be a solution or suggest solutions, but not necessarily be a part of it where we're so affected by all of that high emotion that's so negative and toxic. Some excellent points there uh, and that I want to expand on. Uh, a couple of things to realize first. So when we're, when we're in that uh, third dimensional frequency of the ego, we're actually in the dreaming state. So in the dreaming state, we are operating between the past and the future and, and we're reacting to things. And so from a, from a, I don't even want to use a higher perspective because I don't even want to say one is better than the other because it simply is. The ego simply is. But, but there is a difference between reacting and taking reactionary action and taking conscious action or conscious response. So, so the balance is, okay, so you're seeing what's going on in the world. Okay, the first question to ask yourself, reacting inside, how, how it's one thing if it, if it has you, for example, okay, so... You don't like what you're seeing, so you're going to peacefully, for example, protest. So you're going to do it consciously because this doesn't vibrate with who you are versus, you know, planning on doing something violent or or attacking because now you're coming from a different space, one of hate, one of fear, one of division. So you operate in this. How I operate is I, I observe with what's going on and take whatever conscious steps that I can take. But ultimately, 
when there are things that are beyond your control or beyond um, basically, you know, you know what you can do in the here and now, it, it's it's now becoming a, a question of faith and trust. So you can you can consciously and take steps towards doing things, but ultimately, what we're seeing from 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 a, a, an expansive from expanded awareness is this is the awakening of humanity, and this is the growing pains that we're going through. And for some people, it will it will potentially um, bring them down lower in vibration, but that has the potential to to then cause a spontaneous awakening. Because it comes to a point where you, one simply cannot withstand the layers and the heaviness uh, that come with so much reaction. And we've experienced a tremendous amount of uncertainty and a tremendous, not, not for one moment would I negate, you know, there's uncertainty and there's, you know, there, there's a lot of fear going on and people are simply confused and, um, and, and divided. So it's not negating that. You still honor that, but it's realizing, okay, how is my reacting to this going to help myself or others? You can choose to respond to it. So I'm feeling this fear, but being, being fearful and being in a state of anxiety, okay, if you realize you're a conscious creator and your thoughts become things and your thoughts uh, have you know, science has proven it. Your thoughts, your emotions do impact one's health. So how, how is that empowering? It isn't. So you can start by taking what's coming to you and being mindful and, uh, and choosing to observe what's coming to your mind. And if it's not serving you, if it's fear, if it's anger, if it's division, if it's causing a reaction in you, if it doesn't serve you anymore, observe it. And then release it because the opposite the other option is to continue to react to it and we we are such powerful creative beings we create on many levels and all minds from 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 the spiritual awareness all minds are joined and we are one with everything and everyone and you know i've had so many examples where you think of someone the next minute you know, the, the person is calling you or you receive a text message. So so we're all connected. And, uh, you know, having more people embrace the light within them will have a tremendous impact on what's going on in the outer world. All change comes from within. Uh, you know, there, are, there have been wars that have gone on for, for hundreds of years, wars, strife, famine. And nothing has ever changed because as a collective, humanity has not made that shift, that inner shift. When when people awaken to their true self, to that true inner being of who they are, then can change begin to happen on the outside world. But until people move beyond that egoic consciousness, which does nothing but divide, is fear-based, is reactionary, we will continue to experience the same thing nothing changes so the individual has an opportunity to uh, when i use that word awaken it's it's more like remember uh, or realize who you are beyond thought and emotion and that's your inner self that deepest self 
because when you when you tune into that, you know, through meditative practice, by being aware of the now, solutions arise as quickly as problems arise. So you now operate from a solution stance versus a reactionary one. Yeah, and that's a very awesome point because when people enter into that place of meditation, into the silence or uh, communing with that uh, divine spirit within them that is, you know, one with them, it's them, it's part of their soul, you know, it's it's who you are. It, it really does, like you said, what, what comes to you in those moments carries over into real time, real waking conscious life that when you see problems happening, you start to get ideas and solutions that are uh, maybe for lack of a better word, higher in nature than what they used to be. And you actually surprise yourself by saying, wow, you know, uh, that's a completely uh, different thought than what I used to have. And it actually works and works better than my old brusque, angry, you know, charge in like the, uh, the bull in the China shop kind of attitude. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, uh, our time is coming to a close here. I could go on forever with uh, talking about these things and different ways people could open up to divine love and the healing frequency, because I think it's, it's so, so important uh, in this day and age. And as, as you said, we are on that cusp of an awakening. And I think we could do it so much more quickly and even peaceably if we just all got a hold of certain truths or ideas to carry us over this line where, you know, we're, we're just struggling trying to hold on to that old way of doing things. And it's, it's, it's not working. We have to wake up and, you know, see a better way, or as I always say, the, the new horizon. But before we go, uh, how can people get a hold of you or see your social media? Where can they find your books? Any information you want to uh, give folks to look further into your work or follow you on social media? Uh, sure. Thank, uh, thanks, Paul. Uh, it's, uh, I'm on Twitter, so at uh, Giulio Consiglio. I'm also on Instagram, and my website is Giulio Consiglio. Dot com that's j i u l i o c o n s i g l i o dot com i'm also on facebook and they can also get your books on amazon and i'm sure any other uh, websites where they sell ebooks or paperbacks yes. yes my apologies yeah so uh, my books are available uh through amazon in kindle and paperback and um the Healing Frequency and my first book, Challenge Your Thoughts, are available now. And Open Your Third Eye, that will be, it's available now for, for pre-purchase, but that will be released uh, June 8th of 2021. Awesome. And, and I think that's uh, two books people should definitely put at the top of their, their reading list. I know I'm going to move them up on mine, The Healing Frequency and Challenge Your Thoughts, because... They're definitely what we're talking about here today, what I talk about a lot on my show, getting out of the ego, getting out of the old uh, ways of thinking, and uh, yeah, and anything that can help. And I'm uh, 
I'm going to say these books could definitely help a lot of folks out there kind of see things from a, a much different perspective and get on the high road. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Julio, thanks for doing the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Paul. I really appreciate it. And have a have a wonderful afternoon. You too. And uh, hopefully maybe one day we can do this again and delve even deeper into uh you know, some of these topics, because there's there's a lot to go over and geez, you know, we may need it before this is all over. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I would look forward to that. I, I would. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody out there, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. I'm Paul James Caden. This is the Infinite Journey podcast, and I'll see you next time.